0: You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth.
1: Episode 15, do you know your worth? We're gonna talk about gender roles within the household and the workplace, the gender pay gap, and most importantly, how to demand what you deserve.
0: Hey guys, welcome back. Episode 15, Confident Chaos Podcast. We hope everybody's having a pretty good week here. We have an interesting topic this week, which I think we're going to have a lot of criticism about, but you know what? We like to talk about things that strike people. The gender wage gap, I want to talk about. And Tiffany, I want to talk today about the gender roles and stereotypes inside the household. What does a man do? What does a woman do? And what are the consequences of what's happening versus what's not happening
1: You know, in the home? I just want to go ahead and apologize, and I was going to say this beforehand, but I'm like super fired up this week. I've had, a, for lack of a better word, a super shitty week. Oh, okay. So I'm very, very fired up. And this, if I seem a little on edge and very opinionated this week, it's just because I'm fired up and I'm ready to roll. So well, I think talk. this is a good topic.
0: Well, you know, it affects everyone because... You know, we've read articles. We've read, you know, we've read different articles. You and I talk all the time. We we know the statistics. But the truth is, what happens in my house might not be what's happening in your house. In your house, and it might not be happening in my neighbor's house down the street. Right. But at the end of the day, the male has a role and the female has a role in the house and in the workforce. And people are judged every single day by what they do or what they don't do, and it creates some element of chaos. I don't care who you are. I don't care what job you have. I don't care if. You are in a same-sex relationship. If you're in a heterosexual relationship, it doesn't matter. It affects
1: everyone. I mean, I, I have so many opinions on this. Well, let's I, talk about it. You know, because I feel like you've got – it depends on the person, right? So you've got – and for, for for because of my situation, I'm just going to assume we're, we're talking about male-female roles for a second. I'll, I, you know, I don't have a problem with any role, but I can only – Really relate to a male-female role, but you know, you have a a man who like I want a strong woman, and I want someone that you know has a living and makes her own money, and I don't have to support. You know, there's men like that, and that's fine. Yeah. But then you come home, and they're like, "Oh, did you make me dinner?" And you're like, "Bitch, what? Like you just said (laughs) what you wanted from me, and now it's like I'm not, I'm not going to rub your feet every night. I don't understand. I I don't understand the disconnect, right? And I feel like what happens is it's kind of like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Oh yeah. Okay. And I'm not again. To each his own. But I'm not the woman that's going to come home and rub your feet and make you a dinner. Like, I like to work. I like my job. I like to be an entrepreneur. That's what makes me happy. Rubbing your feet and making you a steak dinner does not make me happy. Therefore, the relationship is not going to be happy. Therefore, my family is not going to be happy. And I just feel like people need to, like, recognize what they truly need out of this the, the household, like what you were saying. Like, who's responsible for what, right? Because in that situation, in my head, it's a 50-50 split. You work 80 hours a week. I work 80 hours a week. Like, we've got a child. Like, we got to split this shit up. You should split it up. That's my point. You should well, split it I up. Well, I don't know. Some should people do If one woman is – you know, if, if you have a woman that – you know or, or whoever but you got you know one party that has opted to stay home and raise their ch- child and homeschool them does it still get split up I don't know I don't know I mean the other party obviously needs to spend family time and spend time with them but is it really then going to be a 50/50 split Well
0: I'm not child ta- care I'm not talking about you know I'm not in court so I'm not talking about you know child support guidelines and marital settlement agreement and parenting plan provisions which kind of is defaulted in my brain I'm just talking more in a general sense what exactly is going on in the household from the male, the male's role and what is going on in the household from the female's role? And I got a statistic, which I got to read. I mean, I read this and I'm like, holy cow. This statistic says, if American women earned a minimum wage for the unpaid work they do around the house and caring for relatives, they would have made $1.5 trillion last year.
1: This quote was from March 5th, 2020. So I li- I. You know, I hear that, and I'm like, whoa. Well, this is why some women choose to stay home, or I keep saying women I shouldn't, but some one party chooses to stay home because they said, well, hell, by the time I pay for childcare, I might as well just stay at home and done it myself. If right. I get a job and I pay for it, and I'm, you know, I, I'm only netting, you know, a few dollars an hour, I might as well just stay home and to my kids with me all the time. So I don't think that that statistic is lost on people. I think that they know that there's value in staying home. I'm just not quite sure they understand. How significant of a value it is. Well to everyone I'm talking yes. about the significance
0: of these numbers and the value that females and males in my opinion should be providing you know within the household but let's use ourselves as an example because obviously I don't think our household are necessarily the you know the stereotypical family I mean you and I work we went to school you know to have a career and no matter what we decided we're gonna have children in the middle of that or after we finished school and started our careers. So our careers are important. Our families are important. And, you know, our spouses or meaningful relationships are also important to us. Right. So it comes to, you know, Hannah last week was talking about the juggle struggle. You know? I love that. How do you fit all these things into one day? You don't. And what is happening in the house that can help ease some of these struggles? And what's expected? What's expected of the female versus what's expected of the male? (sighs)
1: Again, I think, you know, we touched on this I don't know, probably episode two or three It was a long time ago About how it's not about equal time spent It's about balancing what's necessary for that given day Right. If I'm if I'm if I'm post-call rounding in the hospital, in the office, have a dinner meeting, you know, with 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 someone, you know, from a for a business perspective or whatever. And I'm not going to get home till eight o'clock. And you know that and you've been home since three. Then you then you take on the responsibilities that day of the bath and the this and the that and and the dinner. Right. And then vice versa. What bothers me as a as a woman, right, as a partner in a relationship is when I have to tell someone what to do. Like, we've had this kid for six years. Like, you haven't figured out he has to eat dinner yet. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like, and I'm not, and I'm I'm just saying in general. I'm not, like, saying, I'm not saying my husband. I'm saying, like, in general. Like, when people say that, like, oh, when, when's bath time? Like, that's actually never happened in my house. But, like, my friends tell me that. I'm like. What do you mean when's bath time? They're 8 years old. Like what have they been doing for the past 8 years, right? Sure. And it, and it's both sides. It's the men and the and the women. It's both sides, you know. Right. My, my sister, you know, we've we've disclosed before my sister's, you know, in a in a homosexual relationship and she had twins with another woman and and it's the same it's it's like the same juggle struggle in every household. And it doesn't matter you you gay, straight, doesn't matter. Like right. it's the same struggle. I just feel like maybe I think it's a communication issue personally.
0: Oh, okay. You're kind of going in a different direction than what I was, where I was going with that initially. But yeah, I mean, I think you need to communicate what the roles are. But I also think, you know, it shouldn't all be on one person. It should be balanced out so that there's a division of what needs to be done. Child rearing, you know, household chores, running errands, you know, you got dogs, you got cats, you know, taking care of your pets, making appointments for the kids, you know, all of those things and all that time that's spent that's not directly related to your paycheck, you know, your income that you're receiving, all of that time has to be, um, you know, has to be counted for. Yes. It has to be taken into consideration because... You know, some people work 80, 90 hours a week at their regular job and now they're sitting around and now they're making 20 extra hours a week on all the other issues related to child rearing, household goods, um, household
1: shopping, things like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, you you know, we, you and I have talked outside of the podcast before about it being difficult for, for friends, family, relationships, no matter who it is understanding that, you know, if you don't sit at a desk working a nine to five job, that whatever it is that you're doing is still potentially important and valuable to to the marriage, to the relationship to the household. Right. So you have a job that's not nine to five. I have a job that's not nine to five. But then you have stay at home parents that have a job that's not nine to five. And that needs to be just as valued as someone who does go in and work whatever job and whatever it is that they do.
0: Right. I mean, the job is, I think, what you define as the job. Is your job taking care of your family and all of the roles associated with that? Is your job, you know, working with your patients, working with my clients, you know, in not necessarily, you know, a desk type situation, but, you know, interaction with clients, you know, handling things that are necessary on, you know, the business side. But I I just don't think women, I'm just going to say it, you know, I don't think women get enough credit for what women are contributing. I just don't. I, I agree with that. And, and this is coming from someone with a nanny,
1: and I agree with that. Yeah, you
0: got the nanny. But I, I think, and I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there because I don't know the best way to fix the problem, and I'm not one of these people that just likes to identify a problem and then say, okay, well, fix it. You know, I, and it's, I think it's probably an issue that lots of people and lots of families are dealing with. But first, recognizing that women might need a little bit more, um, more of a break. I guess I could say it that way. Girl, you know me, my breaks. You know, more of a break. <laughs> but I think women should be recognized for all the work that they do in excess of what men do because women respond differently than men do to what's going on in the house.
1: It's my opinion. I don't disagree with that opinion. I think that, you know, there's been a lot of talk on equality, blah, blah, blah. You know, every, you know what I'm talking about. And, yeah. and 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 I think that, you know, I think at the root of it, you know, you look back from from a historical standpoint and... It doesn't happen overnight, you know. Um, So I think women are are very strong mentally. I think we're we're very resilient people. But at our core, we want to have a career. We want to make all this money. We want to do this. We want to do that. But at our core, we're very maternal people. And um, so we try and take on everything. And I think to our fault, when someone, you know, the the other party in the household even attempts to take on responsibility sometimes, I think some women are like, no, no, I can do it. Oh, because they want to do it all. No, I can do it because I can do it all, and I'm and the mom. It's micromanaging. And, yeah, I, well, I'm the mom, and that's my role. And, you know, I think sometimes, honestly, I think we have the fault of, like, it's okay for your kid to go out with their dad, you know, or the other party for the whole day. Like, you're not going to lose your motherhood by doing that. I think moms feel like they're losing their motherhood. They're losing their, their, their motherly maternal power by allowing that to happen. I think it also comes
0: down to control. Yeah. A lot of moms or dads in that situation that have primarily been the caretaker of the child I think a lot of it just comes down to control I want to control the situation and I find that in most cases it's really not about the other parent spending significant amount of time with the child it's about the parent that has the child most of the time mm-hmm. controlling the situation yes where do you go what are you doing how much time are you spending out of the house you know where are you going to eat what, what's going on And that's a problem. That's a real problem because no matter what, I don't care what the situation is with the, of course, with the exception of any type of abuse or neglect, both parents should take part in child rearing. And of taking course. care of the children and being an active participant in any aspect of their life—I don't stati- care what it is. But there
1: are statistics that show this. I mean, you can pull the statistics about children who are raised in a in a single fa- single parent household with the father not present. I'm not saying divorced. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the father is not present. The father is never there. Look at the statistics. Look at them. Look at the degrees that those that those children end up getting. Look at the success. However you you know want to gauge success. Look at the crime rate. This is, it's a known fact. This isn't, guys, this isn't, we're not, this is not an opinion. This is a known fact on how it, how it works. Also, you mean effect on
0: their, um, what are you talking about? Specifically effect on their, their life, just their ability to be successful members of society. Yes. Having two parents versus one.
1: Yes. And I'm not talking about divorce. I'm talking about whether one parent is never, not in the picture ever, ever like bad daddy, not there, bad mommy, not there. Like, but the same whole, there's been a similar study. I'm, I'm gonna pull it and I'm gonna post it. You gotta remind me to pull it and post it. Okay. There was another study because you know because women feel bad about working, right? We should be home with our kids. We need to be maternal. Oh well, my it's, gosh, it's, I work too much. It's, it's the like guilt
0: a, that women carry. That's what I think it so is. So I an want listen extra up. level
1: of guilt. Listen up, ladies. Listen. Okay. There was a whole research article that showed that children that are raised in households with working mothers that worked at least forty hours a week and were successful working mothers that those children were functioned on a higher level and were more productive members of society than those children who did not it is a research article oh i want to read that it is an amazing article those children typically graduated college with at least a master's degree you know they 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 were well adjusted so on it because they see that as normal and so I'm not saying that that's for everybody. Some people don't really care about some of that stuff. But depending upon how you gauge it, I'm telling you, ladies, don't feel guilty. You got to work. Both my parents worked. I think I'm okay. I don't know. Some people probably disagree. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you're okay.
0: But I think what it comes down to also, Tiffany, is when in, you have to take the nanny situation, I think, out for a moment. When you've got, like, I'll use myself as an example, um, which is most days, you know, and it leads to burnout, which obviously we're not going to talk today about burnout. There's other another podcast for the burnout when we get our mental health um, expert on you know to help us out with that but you work a full-time job you get home you pick up the kids you know you help them with their homework what happens next you know now you got to deal with I the... have a glass of wine okay you could have one sure <laughs> I will sometimes but generally for the weekends nah, for me. not every day yeah, not every day. And then, you know, you start the evening routine. That's where it comes down to the routine, you know. That, R I, is for routine I hate, on Sesame I hate Street.
1: the monotony of routines with a child. That's the only thing having a child really bugs me out about. What do you mean? I just, it's like, oh, now we got to brush our teeth. Now we got, that's the only thing, like, I will say as Harrison's gotten older that I'm so happy that's like we wipe our own butt, we go to the bathroom by ourselves, like we can brush our own teeth now, like... I'm not a super routined person. I'm routine about certain things. Like I like to be in my office at the right time and, you know, but once I'm home, I don't like the routine because when I'm home, it's like my solitude. Like I just like want everything to kind of come and go. So the routine of like bedtime gives me so much anxiety.
0: Well, I have anxiety about it too. That's what kind of what I was getting into. I mean, I have to have routine in my house. Otherwise I have absolute chaos. I need routine for myself, for my two kids and for my husband, mostly my husband. And he'll admit that. He's got to be on a schedule. He's got to be on a routine. Otherwise, it's total chaos in the house. Remember, guys, remember, we spoke about this. He has to make his sauce every Sunday. He's making it actually this weekend. You see? Yeah, he is. He's making it this weekend. It's going to be a big, a big Italian, big Italian party, but I'm talking about how do those roles get divided, Tiffany, when you're home? You know, divorced couples have different issues, same, you know, single parents have different issues, but I'm just saying it's got to be divided. I don't care if it's 50-50, I don't care if it's 30-70, but I think whatever you're doing, you should take accountability for what you're doing and make sure that your household
1: oh, that's, is divided. This is, this is the easiest thing in the world. You just leave as a woman or the other party, you just leave for a few days and you come back like, oh my God, it was so hard. Be like, bing, bing, bing. You see, now you see what I've been dealing with all along. So now you get to value my shit because I've been doing that for six
0: years. Yeah, well, seven for me, my (laughs) oldest is seven, but I don't think that always works like you're describing it. I mean, sometimes (laughs) there's some pretty serious consequences and you know problems associated with that. But yeah, my point is this, you should be definitely receiving credit for the things that you're doing in the household and you should be expecting both sides of parenting, to be pulling their weight. But I want to go a different direction for a minute because I'm talking about, you know, roles in the house. I'm talking, What about roles, gender roles in the workforce? Hmm. The average income a woman makes versus the average income a man makes. And let's also for a minute talk about and address the issue of all the other things that a woman is doing in a normal day plus her normal job.
1: Okay, I have a lot to say about and this. And hours. Because there's only so many hours in the day, Tiffany, and you have to sleep. So I'm gonna talk about medicine for a second because I actually kind of know the statistics. So the past, probably almost five years now, there's been more females enrolled in medical school than men, so it's greater than a 50% female workforce in medicine now. Mm -hmm. There was also some studies that came out, this was about last year the year before, that came out showing that actually the clinical outcomes and the patient satisfaction of a female physician was better than if it was a male physician. Satisfaction from who? The The patient. The patient. Okay. And the clinical outcomes. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, and then we, you know, you start talking about conflict resolution and and all that kind of stuff. But there are, I truly think, and and I'm stereotypically, I think there are some jobs, there are some careers that are better for women and there are some that are better for men. Based upon stereotypical personality, I'm not saying, obviously there's outliers to the rule. Right. But it's funny, I actually think medicine in particular is one of those careers, and I think that's why more women are going into it. Medicine is a very communicative field. Unless you're a radiologist sitting in a room or a pathologist looking at slides, the vast majority of the time you must communicate with a person. You must communicate with your colleagues, you have to communicate with your patients. And so I felt very almost validated that this article came out saying, "Hey, I've noticed this for years. I've noticed my patients when they have a female physician typically like them better. They typically have better outcomes. They typically, you know, so, and again, it's not a colleague bashing thing, but I think that that holds true for a lot of careers and, and cardiology specifically. I think it's less than 15 percent of cardiologists are female." So Less than 15%? Yes. Percent? Yeah. It oh, is wow. an extraordinarily male-driven field. So then the question becomes is why? Because the training is extraordinarily rigorous, and a lot of women want to get on with their lives and have a family and have children, and so they don't go through those additional three years of rigorous training because you know they don't think they can do it all. When you can do it all, you just got to plan that shit out a little bit better. But I think that, and with that being said, so my point I was trying to circle back to is if that's the case – Okay, if the outcomes are better, if the patient satisfaction is better, from a research standpoint, I should be getting paid more. I was just going to say that. Then the pay should be better. That was I the next thing I was more.
0: I was going to say, and that's probably not the case. I'm not asking you to disclose any payments you're receiving, but I did research this and I looked at the. This is a 2020 survey um, from the Department of Labor Statistics, and it talks about the average mean salary. For American men and American women, in as of March 2020. So I looked at you know our age group. Well, I gave I added a year on to yours. So 35 to 44 years for a man is 64,428,000 dollars annually for salary. Of course, these are median incomes. And then for a female same age 35 to 44, it's fifty-two i I'm sorry, 52,572,000 mean mean annual salary because women don't know their worth so women are getting paid statistically because less still they today, don't 2020. walk in
1: and demand more oh my god God, I I said this. Yes, I said it. My mediation course on Sunday. I said it to the entire class. Okay, we were talking about fee schedules, and they said, "What would you charge?" I said, "I'm going to charge the same thing for mediation that I charge for anything else." What is your time worth? What are you worth? That is what. That's what you're worth. Do not undercut yourself. This is to everyone. This isn't just to women. This is everybody. Yeah, no matter what you're if doing. If you're good, you're good. And if they want you, they'll pay you. And if they don't, then they'll get a, a you know a person that's not as good. They'll have lackluster results, and then they're going to come back to you ass anyway. So just. But you have to, to know your deal. worth. Trying to get yeah, a deal. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've always said perception is reality, right? So I want oh, everyone yeah. to think about this for a second. If you pull up to a doctor's office and in the doctor's parking spot, doctor's parking spot, there is a 1996 Honda Accord. What you thinking? That's not the doctor? That's not the doctor or, like, why is this guy so broke? He's driving that car. <laughs> I wasn't going to think that. A lot of people do. <laughs> I was actually thinking, why is the
0: patient in the doctor's car? Oh, why would you think it was the
1: patient then? Because the doctor wouldn't be driving that kind Ah. of car. Perception is reality. Yeah. So you have to know what your worth is because that's what other people see too. Of course. I agree with that. So you're
0: saying, well, let me make sure I'm clear. Dr. Tiffany, are you stating that the part of the reason that the statistics show women make less money than men is because why? Because they
1: allow themselves to make less money than men. So you don't think they push themselves as much? I, I don't I don't know if it's about pushing themselves as much. I don't think that they that they demand as much from the other party. You have to look, when you're interviewing, I think a woman is much more empathetic and much more like I can really bring, you know, I can bring great things to this. I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good woman. I'm a good business person. Like you got to walk in like, no, cause I'm the best at this job. The boss. That's why you got to own. Like, I'm the best. Oh, nobody's it. you. You don't have to pay me that. That's fine. But that's what I'm demanding because I know I'm good and I know I can do the best thing for this company. If you don't want to pay me that, that's fine. But you're going to call me in a year and you're going to wish you had hired me a year ago because now you've lost. Well, I also, I
0: have a little bit of a different approach to that. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I also think that women going into the workforce have more of a load on their back going into the workforce than Amanda's. Agreed. And the question... But that makes you more valuable because you can multitask. I get that. And I, I, I believe I do that pretty good. I'm working on it, but I, I think I'm pretty good at that. But I also think that when you're... It's a mental state, you know? Yep. You're walking in yes, what am I worth? What can I get? And I haven't interviewed for a job in years because I've had my own business. But, you know, my friends, family, lots of people, you know, are going in for a job, you know, job interviews, especially I hope more people are getting job interviews during COVID and all this crazy stuff we're dealing with. But not only do you go in there knowing you're amazing and you're, you're expected to get this job and you're the best candidate, you also have that stuff in the back of your mind. If you have kids and other responsibilities at home, And you got to figure out how to maybe bury that for a minute or figure out in your brain, how am I going to juggle all these things? A man doesn't have that.
1: Uh, Stereotypically, you're correct. Stereotypically, yes. I don't don't really want to get in the whole, like, bashing thing. But, yeah, stereotypically, I, 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 I don't disagree with that. I think that's just, you know, I think that's hardwired for women for a very long time. Um, and I think that you know, if that's really what you know, I think you, you got to kind of like you know pump yourself up. I saw a meme that was like, just put your hair in a, bu- a messy bun, put on gangster rap, and deal with it. Like, oh, yeah, you like know, that. like you almost have to like you're going to the interview like I got this. Like nothing else is in my head. My kids are taken care of. They're at school. Like I I got this. I got this. And then once you get it, it's just positive reinforcement that you can do it. That you can do it. That right. you can do it. Because if you walk in lackluster, if you walk in half-assed. And then you don't get it. Now you're gonna. Re- now you're in a bigger rut than you were. From oh, the beginning, that's different, right. right? Exactly.
0: So I mean, you're already giving yourself a disadvantage. Going I mean, I'm in like, like
1: almost annoyingly self-assured. You know, like I, I like I'm like almost annoyingly like I got this. Like I, I I've had to learn to say no, because I'm just like I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. But then I learned my worth, and I realized that I say no to the things that it's not worth it for me, and it won't give you as much value. Yes. I mean, I had. Look, a very simple example. I, I speak a lot at medical conferences and I had um, one conference I typically speak at. They, they came back, oh, we'd like you to speak on, usually it's prevention of medical errors. Okay, great. What's your fee? So I tell them my fee and they're like, oh, we can, we can only pay you half. And I'm like, then I'm not your speaker. <laughs> Goodbye. You know, and most people would look at the dollar amount and go, what's wrong with you? Like, there's no liability. And I'm like, because it's my time in order right. for me to leave my home, leave my family leave what I would normally make in my office, that's the dollar amount. I mean, it's not, it's not, there's nothing, there's no ill will. I'm not upset or angry about it, but. Yeah, it's what you're worth. It's what I'm worth, You've calculated what you're worth and you are going to stand by it no matter what. It's kind of like, I never understood why people, when they go to get like, let's use like LASIK surgery, for instance, they're like, oh, it's only a thousand dollars an eye. It's like, why do I want a discount on my eyeballs? Oh,
0: boy. You know, like,
1: I've never understood that concept. Like, why are you discounting something as important as a medical procedure? It drives me nuts. But it's the same concept, Yeah, no, I
0: agree. I mean, I just got my LASIK done in February. And um, I, I went to who I thought was the best. But I was very surprised after I signed the contract to have my surgery, how many other doctors emailed me and sent me, you know, they even do mailers and stuff i was a little surprised it's by that weird about oh you know deals on your lasik surgery and friends i talked to oh i paid this i'm like what no man what is like, like bogo yeah, for yeah, your lasik <laughs> surgery <laughs> come on. it's, like, it's <laughs> like buy one
1: tick get one free like i don't, yeah, like, like, come I don't on. understand <laughs> why like oh we do liposuction brazilian butt lift and a breast augmentation for only 3500 i'm like why, wow. why why would you want to be put under general anesthesia like for what? all of that yeah, like, What are you I just, doing but again but but that, that brings me back to my point I don't mean to cut you off that goes Go back to your worth that goes back to your worth like you want that so bad you feel like you you're worth looking a way that you look that you're willing to cut it short for th- you know for for half the price of another thing that that's what it boils down to. It's it's your worth. What is your worth? You're going to put yourself through all that for a deal?
0: Right. Well, what's what's important to you? But that plays out in all different aspects of life. I mean, obviously medical procedures specifically, but you know, there's always people no matter what I feel like looking looking for a bargain. You know, everybody wants to get the best deal ever. You know, I, I call them lawyer shoppers. You know, it's not like you're walking into you know Macy's or Nordstrom and wh- what kind of jeans am I going to get? I'm going to look at the price. Oh yeah, I'm going to walk
1: into Louis Vuitton and haggle for my price. That's you know what, what I mean? Do. Like I'm going to haggle. But I'm say,
0: oh, you want fifteen? I'll give you twelve. You know, <laughs> clients come in while well, the guy down the street is you know offering. Good them. Well, yeah, that's the message. Go hire them. Because that's not going to be the price over here, and and I don't I don't mess with prices. You know, we're not we're not bargaining here. This isn't a negotiation. But we've talked
1: about that. But people we've want deals. It, I, I tell people my cash pay price for a cardiology patient, and they're like, my colleagues, you're effing crazy. No one's going to pay you that. I had four today, because perce- First of all, it's, oh, you mean no insurance? No insurance. Like they're paying out of pocket. The first point is perception is reality. People automatically think if you charge more, you must be better, right? But the truth is... I don't, I, but I don't know about I that. think. I think the majority do. I'm not saying everybody, but I, I truly think... that. But that's not why I do it. I do it because I spend more time with them. You know, I pick up the phone calls. I do... I actually... That is what my time is worth. That's what my time's worth, right? And I think people undercut themselves. Oh, all the time. I agree with you. Absolutely. When it comes back to the household, the, the statistics we were talking about too, yeah. stop undercutting yourselves, people. Like th- What you're
0: doing has worth. Well, it's hard sometimes for people to acknowledge that, you know, I mean, with Hannah here last week, we were talking about different things you have to acknowledge and take credit for. I think it's harder sometimes, you know, just come out there and say, this is what I'm worth. And this is what I want. And if you don't like it, go pound sand, you know, I'm out, you know, I'm going to go do something else. But my point is that the message being sent, I feel like based on stereotypes and the statistics is not necessarily what's really going on. And if I was to send any message home, I would say you can do it. And it doesn't matter how many roles you have, you can figure it out and you can be successful and you don't have to undercut yourself as an employee or as a business person because you're having a family or because you have all these extra obligations on top of it. It's stressful, absolutely, 100%. But at the end of the day, it's worth it because the, the amount of quality that you're providing to society completely outweighs any type of stress or burnout that could be as a result of that. I agree.
1: I mean, look, I, you know, I, I take Harrison on hospital rounds. Why? Because he lives a kind of a little bit of a sheltered life. And I want him to see what mommy does every day to support him. Mommy goes, we take care of sick people. And you why know? you're a doctor. You know, why I'm a doctor, that, that this isn't society. This is, everyone doesn't live the sheltered life you live. And, you know, I mean, so you, there's ways to make it work for you. You just got to be a little creative about how you do it. Absolutely. You got to be
0: creative. You got to make sure that you figure out what's most important and you go after those goals. And you don't allow yourself to take shortcuts. Because those shortcuts you take now, I feel like Tiffany later on will come and blow up in your face. Oh, yeah. They're not as important down the road as they might be at the moment because it's an impulse decision yes. generally. Yeah. And it's, it's not good. Know your worth, people. Know your worth, absolutely. <laughs> well, we want to make sure you guys stay learned ha- a little oh. today. And oh, I was going to it. Stay healthy. Stay grounded.